Hey, it's Fiona and welcome to the Fuck It 50s. This podcast is for women in their 50s who are experiencing the stuff we call life. (laughs) It's a little bit like the buses when you wait for a bus, sometimes none come along and then you'll get three or four all at once, right? (laughs) And that's what tends to happen in our 50s. Just when we're going through menopause and maybe job losses, ill health, we can also be having relationship breakdown and divorce, maybe sandwich generation, caring for elderly parents, elderly parents dying, maybe, like me, you're an older mum and you've still got kids at home, where mine is just leaving the nest, empty nest syndrome, and on top of that, we've got a fucking pandemic. <laughs> so a little bit like the buses, these things tend to happen at once. I know I've been there for quite a few of those over the past few years. And now I want to be sharing with other women some of the tools and tips and techniques that I've learned that have made me go, oh, thank goodness for that. And giving you permission to maybe down tools for a little bit. I also want to bring on other women who I think are fucking amazing and so they can share their stuff with you too. You probably guess there'll be swearing, there'll be lots of imperfection, there'll be maybe lots of laughter, there could be tears, who knows, anything can come up. This is show up as you are, you are very welcome, I'm glad you're here and let's get started. we talk about the D word. Actually, that sounds weird because it could be divorce, it could be death, it could be dilemma. But the D word I'm talking about is actually diet. Now, before I became a fuck it 50s mentor, for want of a better phrase, I was 20 years in health and well-being and I was a diet rebel (laughs) and that still is part of me, it's a huge part of me because 20 years is quite a long time, right? Um, Life sentence, uh, marriage sentence um, (laughs) or even a whole career sentence and I think so many women obviously and it's mainly women who diet but more and more men are dieting now I think and we kind of got caught up in this trap of of thinking that that's the answer to getting fitter and healthier and that's it's a, that's slightly fucked up isn't it because we kind of know that's not true but if we are dissatisfied with what we look like we might you know hit the gym and go on a diet that's kind of quite a classic combo isn't it and certainly for many years I was a, a dieter um, and there's a also a phrase that I use called having a dieter mentality which means that you can not be on a diet or it looks like you're not on a diet but you really are because what you're doing is to alter the way that you look so you know no I'm not dieting I'm clean eating I you know don't eat these things or I'm vegan I'm not on a diet but I'm vegan where the ulterior motive is to be a smaller version of yourself 
So that's what I call the dieter mentality. It's like, hmm, what's really, I know I'm, I know I'm a vegan because I care about the planet or care about animals. Not a diet. Well, obviously, being vegan is a form of a diet, but not dieting. And um, whereas being a vegan to secretly go, okay, so I don't eat so much, so therefore I will lose weight. A diet, right? <laughs> Does that make sense? So for many decades, I was doing that really clean eating bollocks. It was a diet. Exercising bollocks. It was a diet. Um, detoxing bollocks. It was a diet. And once I kind of <laughs> woke up to that, hello, 50s, and went, oh, shit, what am I, what on earth are you doing, Fiona? So exercising in ways you don't like, a diet. Um, I know it's not, but it is. In my world, it's a diet. So anything where you're controlling what you're doing in order to be smaller is really a diet. I just like it like that to make it make it work in my head so if uh where was I going yeah so dieting is is rife isn't it it's um honestly this used to really get my fucking goat it it was several years ago a 65 billion dollar industry and now at the time of recording this which is I don't know if it's midway through the end of at the beginning of a new one pandemic um and lots of people have have struggled because life has changed you've not been able to see friends you've not been able to go out um, you may be working from home not seeing colleagues and that may have meant easier access to food or it may have meant you're bored you're angry you're fed up anything which makes you eat more because when your freedom's been taken away and you go what have I got often we turn to food for pleasure so poor food is used in all kinds of ways. Um, and of course, we want our food to be pleasurable, but we don't want the food to be the only source of pleasure. That's when it's pretty fucked up. Um, and also, we don't want to be eating our emotions. If if the food is the way that we're self-soothing and it's the only way we're self-soothing or any way, if it's you know we're using food to self-soothe at all and that's going to be another episode I believe then that should be a moment to go oh hang on just a minute what is going on here because no wonder we struggle with dieting because we have to eat food and yet we eat food for so many other reasons than simply for the joy and the deliciousness of eating and the slowing down and they being very French about it um, and and so yes the pandemic has not helped many people some people quite a lot of people have gone out and bought dogs and bikes and all the gear and gone outside exercise with the family with their partner with their dog with their bike whatever you see these people in Lycra right you've seen them they're out there like yes look at me, I'm fit and fabulous uh, and great. If, yeah, that's great. I'm really, really pleased that people are going out. I'm really, truly enjoying being fitter. I was going to say being an exerciser, but that's not right. But going out and enjoying moving their body, because that's the important thing. It doesn't really matter what you do, but as long as you enjoy what you do, and of course it does matter a bit, but the main thing is, 
is that you love it. And there'll be another one on exercise because that's quite dear to my heart. Or movement is a better word. So back to the D word. And so the dieter mentality is something that sneaks up upon us. Or you may be very obviously going, I need to have another diet because the last one isn't working. Or, you you know, maybe cereal dieter, I've done that as well. And when you get to your fuck it 50s, again, we can use this to go, oh, hang on a minute. Um, what, what am I doing here? So by me being stuck in this diet loop, we know that it messes up your metabolism and you're more likely to end up heavier after, especially after years of dieting than you were when you started because of how it messes up your resting metabolic rate and how your body goes fuck not eating food starvation slow everything down therefore reducing your metabolic rate and then when you start or when you fall off the wagon you start eating how you used to then your metabolic rate is low so you're not burning as many calories which is why slowly slowly after months and years you can end up heavier by dieting so it's not good It's really, really not good for our bodies. But it's a little bit tricky to go, if I don't diet, what do I do? Oh, go down the gym. Well, again, that could be another form of, I say dieting. I'm really talking about controlling your size when I say dieting as a verb, because that's why we use it, right? We don't don't say, I'm going on a diet to put on weight. Very few people who may have medical reasons to do that, possibly. But 99.9% of the time, we use the word dieting as a verb to mean becoming smaller. So when we're doing exercise to become smaller, it is really another form of controlling our bodies. And so let's say you decide and you go to the gym and some people, and I was one of them, you go to the gym and you're like, yeah, I bloody love this. And that's great. See how you feel in six months and a year's time. And I would go to the gym for years and, and did enjoy it. But how do you feel when you go to the gym? Are you feeling great because you've been to the gym and you're endorphins? Woohoo! Or are you going, oh, that's great because then I burned off the food I've eaten or I'm going out tomorrow drinking and I'll have, you know, I'll have, I'll have, um, how do you, what's the term I'm trying to use here? <laughs> I've got some in the bank is what I'm trying to say. I, you know, I've, I've earned those four gin and tonics or four glasses of Prosecco I'm going to have tomorrow. So it's really noticing how you are around the food and the exercise and the movement that you're doing. And checking in, and if that idea of diet and mentality resonates in any way, then awareness is always the first piece to go, hmm, is that, and this is a phrase that I use in the energy work that I do, but is that serving me? I think other modalities use that, but is that, is that, how's that working for me? <laughs> That's the question when you go, oh my gosh, bing, penny drops. I've got some dieter mentality going on here. Is is that working for me? Am I actually enjoying it? 
because regardless of what I say, if you go, I bloody love this, it works for me and it's sustainable. That's always a question for me. Is this sustainable? And sustainable for how long? I don't know. It may be for a month. It may be you want it to be sustainable for years. I quite like that. But then, you know, things change. Okay, so how's that working for me? Is it sustainable? Do I love it? Job done. Whatever it is you're doing, then none of my business, none none of anyone else's business, you continue. Tick, tick, tick. Always. Always, right? But if there's some kind of niggling little, um, not quite happy, or you're aware that you're maybe checking the scales or looking in the mirror and going, oh, and just, you know, if you're grabbing little bits of your body and not being happy, then with that awareness piece, you can go, right, I am going to do something about this. Now, this is a massive topic, obviously. I mean, this was my my work for a good seven or so years of talking about menopause. And there's always, actually, I say seven, the 20 odd years I worked in health and wellness, there wouldn't be many days that I didn't talk to somebody about and wanting to change how they looked. And that would generally mean be smaller. So what do you do if you don't diet? Hmm. And why is it that you don't diet? Why is it that you not don't diet? Why is it that you um, are afraid? Oh, I've just put the words in your mouth, but to not diet, is it a fear? What is stopping you from just going, I'm not fucking doing it anymore? I've already given that away, haven't I, by saying about it being a fear. And and I think it is. I mean, I've worked with thousands of women over the years and and it's a fear. And this is what comes up. See whether this works for you. But I'm scared I'm just going to eat or be face down in cake from here on in. And I'm going to end up a big blobby mess on the sofa. This is not going to happen. It's not. Even if you're given permission to go, right, you can eat whatever you want. It's fine. You might do it for a week or two. But you just might go, thank fuck for that. And relax about food and find that your body finds its natural set weight. Because there is one. It's kind of hidden underneath years of dieting often. But there is one. There really is. So I would say there's got to be a part two to this because I'm definitely in. I'm heading up to the 15 minute mark and I don't want to go over 15 minutes. So I would say if this is you and you're going, oh, my God, yes, then awareness first piece. Notice what comes up when I say, well, just stop then. Just stop dieting. Just stop over exercising. Just stop it. What comes up for you? Maybe journal that. And then I promise I'll do another one. (laughs) Dieting part two. And I'll talk a little bit more about what you can do and where you can go from here. We've got the ball rolling and I'll see you next time.